In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I hope you're doing well today, as I know that you were blessed by a loving God. I'm out this week doing some work at a church camp. One of the many things that are great about God's Word is that it never gets stale. You can listen to a sermon one day and get one thing out of it, and then if you listen to the same sermon a month later, you'll get something else entirely different out of it. So I hope you'll enjoy the replays of previous podcasts that I'm posting this week in my absence. I'll see you in a week for our new evangelism study series that I'll be starting when I return. May God bless the rest of your day. Greetings. You're listening to the daily podcast of St. Mark Lutheran Church in Bemidji, Minnesota, a practical daily dip into the Word of God. We are excited that you have joined us to listen and consider the Word of God from wherever and whenever you are listening. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people and His incomparably great power for us who believe. This near daily podcast is composed of a series of short but deep daily devotionals based upon the two-year lectionary from the Bible. On Sundays, this podcast features sermons from two different Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran churches located in the Great Lakes and Midwest region. So pause the world around you, take a breath, be still, and listen to the word of the Lord. And now, without further ado, let us ponder today's meditation. The text for the first week after Trinity is recorded by St. John in his first letter, chapter 4, verses 16 to 21. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. So far the reading. In the name of Jesus, Amen. So, we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. What love is this that we have come to know? Well, love makes the world go round. That's what they say, right? Love is of life itself. The world also says love is an intense feeling of deep affection, often calling it an irresistible attraction. Is that the love God has for us? Well, if love is so irresistible and deep, why is it that everyone is not in love attracted to God? Many experts say love means many different things to different people and takes many forms. Okay, then. So what love is becomes a fill-in-the-blank to, uh, to each his own kind of a feeling? Is this the love of God St. John refers to that we have come to know? Still others inevitably talk about real love, almost exclusively in the romantic sense, defining it as the feeling of deep union with a long-term partner. 
Ah, yes, one's soulmate. Now, without going too far into this, let it be simply said that there may be many who fit this definition, but only one may be settled upon to the exclusion of all the others for this so-called real love. So, is the love of God that we have come to know and believe only about some of us to the exclusion of all the others? Sinners can only conceive of a worldly kind of love, and thus they're left to apply their many and various definitions of love to God. Beings that people believe they are a faithful reflection of love, though imperfect, but God must be just like us in love, only far, far better. And because love is expected to be revealed chiefly through works and not through feelings, a God who is love to the worldly, to sinners, is a God who ought to show his love for them by giving them what they want, what they need, fulfilling their desires and wishes. So then it ends up that love, being of life itself, that is, uh, love is what makes the world go round, is a fill-in-the-blank, a to-each-his-own kind of feeling, love with its God and his love, also a fill-in-the-blank, kind of, well, God's just like us, only far better. Thus, sinners create God and his love in their own subjective image and in their own subjective likeness for their own subjective purposes. Ah, yes, many will defend. Uh, They have the other person's best interests at heart, and perhaps they do. But there is more to God's law than the second great commandment of loving one's neighbor as oneself. There is also to love God above all things with all one's heart, one's soul, and one's mind. That part of love that is completely left out of the discussion. Dear listeners, God reveals sufficient about his love for you in his word. After all, how can any person know what God's love is unless God who is love, tells us. Well, God's word reveals to us the wondrousness of God's love for us. Because love is of the nature of God. Love is an attribute of God himself. A true and right understanding, then, of love is by God's word, which reveals to us that sinners, because of the corruption of sin, are not rooted in God. They have not loved God with their whole heart, soul, strength, and mind. And they have not loved their neighbor as themselves, as God commands in his law. That love that comes from a sinner is neither perfect nor godly. Only God's love is. God didn't just feel loving toward us sinners, but God shows us his love for us in Jesus. Understand You were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the devil, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But also know that God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even while we were dead in our trespasses, God shows us his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, 
much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. God made us alive together with Christ, saving us by his grace, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this isn't of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast." For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Works of love. God loved the world, the entire full of sinners world. He didn't give his son to die for just some. He gave his son to die for the life of the entire world. The love here is a love that only God can give, that only God can accomplish for you and for me. It is a perfectly selfless love that says, I'll sacrifice everything for you. Even if you never give me the time of the day, I still died for you. And I rose for you. And so God sacrificed his only begotten son in your place and mine and the place of the world on the cross. The forgiveness of all of your sins that Jesus won for you is a gift of God. God forces no one to be saved. Whoever believes will not perish but have eternal life. Those who do not believe will perish, not because God doesn't love them, but because they have rejected the gift of life that he gave them. Jesus says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus didn't come just to say, you're done for because of your sin. Neither did he come and say, you know, you're on the way to destruction, so let me give you a new list of rules so that you can try to make up for what you've done. More laws from Jesus would just mean more laws for sinners to break. And that would be exactly what would happen, and that would just condemn you and me even more. But God so loved the world. And he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world with more demands. Jesus became flesh and blood for you and for me to fulfill the law's demands for you, to pay the wages of sin, the death that you and I would have deserved under our sins. Jesus, Jesus went for us. Jesus said, whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe, he's condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Nothing has changed for that someone. He would still be in his sins. Salvation is not a future thing. It is a present reality. You already have forgiveness and salvation now, even while you still live in this sinful world. For this is love. This is how God loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is the love of God that God has for us. 
that we have come to know and believe and cling to by God's word and promises for life itself. Thanks be to God, it is all for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.